This is Carlos Sene Ramirez from Delia Dad Podcast, inviting you to join Anchor and create your own podcast. First off, it's completely free. You can record and edit your podcast as you please, right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you and will send it to different audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. Hey, this is Carlos Rob, also from Delia.podcast, Podcast, reminding you that you can also earn money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So everything you need to make a podcast is right here on the Anchor app or on the website. So join Anchor today and create your podcast only here on the Anchor app. Welcome back to the Delia Dad podcast here on episode number nine. And it's been a while and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that um, because I think today's topic has a lot to do with uh, the delay. But nonetheless, we're in episode nine and we are back and we're looking forward to just continuing and getting back right on track with the episodes as I welcome into the podcast Dad himself. And so, Dan, welcome to the podcast. I know it's been a while, but it's good to be back and talking to you here again. That's right. Well, thank you, Beto. And sure enough, today we will continue with what we left off. And indeed, it has been a journey. We've been busy. Uh, this particular pandemic has keeping us uh, very busy uh, as we w- move forward. Yeah, and, well, and one thing that we're going to actually discuss is today's particular topic, which is Luna's effect, where we're coming back to, you know, really that faith um, that we've been talking about, how it moves us, yet it, it's being challenged right now because of the circumstances that we're living in right now, that we're actually going to talk about right now in a bit. But again, it's good to be back and we, we're going to have a chance to address a couple of these things because it's very important, one, so that you, the audience, can know where we have been in our state, you know, the last couple of weeks, especially with the... Uh, times that we hadn't had a chance to post, uh, but then also the reassurance of what we're going to do and how to go about with it. And so I think it's an eye-opener, not just for us, but for you as well, uh, so that we can really uh, dive deeper into this faith that will move us to move past the challenges that exist in our day. So basically, uh, start with the question, how is your faith? Okay. How is your faith? Right now, right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big question because I think I actually asked my kids today, my students today, you know, where are you at? Because we were, we we're pondering the gospel this past week about the five wives, the five wives, the five virgins, the ten virgins, right? And we talked about just the reality of we don't know when or the hour or the day of when Jesus will come back. And because this week we've actually started talking about Advent, just because of the way the book is formulated, um, and that was the big question, you know, waiting for Christ's second coming. And if you were to come today, will you be ready? Where is your faith? And I, I just find it really fitting. And this is why I'm just like, God is always in control. He always finds a way to put things together. And that's exactly the topic that we talked about today. And it, it, it's so true because today uh, you have to reflect upon today. You have to move and think about today. And we are people, we're creatures that we tend to move a lot towards the, uh, the past. We tend to live a lot about our memories and you know, whatnot. And then sometimes we're the type of uh, human nature that worries about tomorrow, worries about 
you know, tomorrow morning or tonight or come next week, next month. Um, so we're constantly either uh, way back or too forward. And we fail to actually live our moment, to live our present. And, and what's going on in our faith is, is something so rich that we're supposed to see where we are at right now. So um, one of the things about how, you know, how is your faith is basically the question, um, how are you communicating with God right now? How is God communicating with you right now? Um, because right now there's a lot of people that still are not going to their church services. They're not going to their masses and they're taking advantage of the technology out there. And, and yes, they're, you know, they're enjoying perhaps mass through TV, through uh, computer, through phone, whatever the case may be. But uh, really in reality, where are you right now? How is your faith right now? Well, how, so how, the audience, I guess, how does one begin to even answer that question? You know, because there's a two-way street that we, you talked about. How one is um, actually, um, how is God communicating with you? And then how are you communicating with God? Right. So I have, have an idea of how, what the answer is. But for maybe one who doesn't know, where does that conversation even begin? Well, first of all, on God's behalf, He constantly is communicating with us. That we don't listen, that's a different story. Yeah. Okay? But He has made Himself present time and time again. And, and this is one, one thing that I'm bringing it back to what I just mentioned a few minutes ago. In order for us to actually realize that, we need to live our present. We need to live our moment so that we can recognize that. Because when God is constantly talking to you or calling upon you, you're the one that needs to listen. I'm the one that needs to listen to that. However, we tend to now be calling God basically because of needs, basically because of health, basically because of death. Um, you know, through this pandemic, uh, and, and, and for a while there, we started to enjoy things that probably things were getting better. But now we're moving to another phase where it's not getting better. Uh, there's, there's some increases here and there, some hot spots here and there. And the reality is, you come back to what is your relationship with God? What is your relationship in that trust in God? Um, yes, there's fears, there's concern, there is... The, uh, the importance of taking care of ourselves and, and, and be very careful, not only for yourself, but also for others. And in doing so, what are you doing on listening to God on what is the next right right thing to do? Mm-hmm. And, and when it comes to your faith, um, is your faith less than last year or is it more? That's a good question to ask, especially since we're heading towards a time of two particular new years. One being the church, when we celebrate the new year at the beginning of Advent in about two or three weeks. And then we actually have the new year, the calendar year, where many people make those resolutions or make those um, reflections of have they grown. And there's no doubt that this particular new year will be different uh, in the hopes that it's a better year, you know, as we are hopeful, hope, hope for. But 
I, I think it's a good time right now to be able to ask those questions, at least to begin to ask those questions and to dive deeper into them. Because I think a lot of times, you know, like you mentioned, we've been busy, we've been plagued by this, and it's really taken a toll, not just in what we do, but in what we believe and in who we believe. Yes, and, and, and simply just the way you pray, just the way you talk to God, the way you communicate to God, is it the same way the way you make the sign of the cross? Is it the same way how you say the Lord's Prayer? Is it the same way as how you say the Hail Mary? And those of, those of us who um, are doing our, our prayers, such as through Scripture, uh, through the Rosary, through the Chaplet, uh, to the different Novenas, uh, simply the liturgical experience, uh, going to Mass, living your Mass, receiving Communion, receiving your sacraments how's that going on because it's part of the faith right now uh, one of the things that our faith usually you know um, comes to play is that it is affected by what I call the world of conditioning which is your environment you know and, and, and it brings me to to the reality of myself I mean I speak for myself here um, I have had different types of world conditioning. In other words, I've had different environments. Um, I can think just on the world of working, okay? Of having a job, of being able to provide. That idea itself, just just that segment, that environment, that conditioning. You know, there, there are 16 years of being in the business world, uh, being able to work within the area of health, working with an eye doctor, an optical, you know, becoming a lab technician and doing eye, eyewear. I mean, that, that, those are 16 years of that. Uh, after that, there was another 16 years of working for the Catholic Church, either through uh, the means of being a, a parish secretary or ending up being the administrative assistant to the bishop uh, for the Diocese of Laredo, uh, working at Holy Redeemer. Uh, those those years right there 16 was to work actually for the church for the catholic church and now it's been already six years of working in the world of education you know working for laredo isd and engaging with through all the family life aspect yeah. okay so in that environment just like that just in work you know how has my faith uh, evolved how how has my faith being able to grow ever since you know the beginning of working for the eye doctor and I have to say to you that uh, it's been a wonderful experience in being able to reach out to the love of God uh, to all these families in different ways and different capacities but the environment has to do a lot with it okay now you mentioned the different areas because I think a lot of people can relate to just the different movements and job placements, you know, or, or, you know, some have been in a particular place for a very long time and some haven't had to actually, the actual opportunity to jump around uh, when it comes to places and jobs. But how do you think, what, what do you think is the first thing that really affects that environment? Like what is the first thing that really comes to your mind when you are in a particular environment that you feel that you've noticed within the, at least the three different locations or the most recent um, just so that people have an idea of okay 
at least to be more aware, I think, of these realities. Well, one of the things that uh, have always played a, a major role in myself is that I have to be Carlos Ené no matter where I go, no matter where I'm at. Because that's the person that God has created. And I have to become very much aware and conscious of that. And that's kind of living my present. Not to forget who I am. Who God has made me to be. And it doesn't matter what type of environment I'm in. I have to remember Carlos Sene has to be Carlos Sene. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, brings me to the notion. You know, growing up, <laughs> my mom, um, being the firstborn... My dad's name is Rosalio. They call him Charlie. So the idea behind it all was that I was given the name of Carlos because Carlos is Chale. Okay? Now, my mom liked the name René, so she added René, so it's Carlos René. Yet she wanted me to be Carlos so they can call me Chale too. Pero Chale, no me dijeron Chale. They started to say, tell me, call me René. So I became René for the family, not Carlos. There was only one tía. May God have her in, in, in his presence. You know, tía Carmen out of, from Waco. She was the only one on my dad's side that would call me Carlos. The only one. Yeah, everybody else in the world under, you know, my parents, my both dad and mom, everybody's family was, I'm, I was René. Okay. I was barely Carlos for anybody. So um, in the world of the church, you know, helping out and being involved, I was known as René. Now, in the world of education, going to school, because of the first name, I was Carlos. I was Carlos in elementary, Carlos in middle school, and Carlos, you know, in high school. However, I have to, you know, if there's some friends of mine, classmates, me están diciendo, no, te hicimos chimp, and yeah. That was my nickname ever since the third grade. So Chimp was pretty much how they knew me, and they still do. And there's some classmates that don't remember my name. He's hey Chimp. I'm sorry, como se llama? So uh, <laughs> it, it happens. It's there. But uh, it, it's something that the name itself, okay, has. I have to remember who I am, okay? And that's something that really uh, your mom kind of... Uh, made a made me feel so unique and, and, and special because when she would talk to people and she had to share something in, in community um, either to a, a talk or something whatever was going on um, she would always take great great pride great pride in, in saying you know she was hating Spanish así como lo ven así es en la casa Así como lo conocen, así es él. And it's something that reaffirms as to, uh, for her to say that the way that people actually see me out there, that I was the same one here at home. Yeah. That, that plays a major role because there are different environments. Mm -hmm. Here at the house is one environment, and being out there in the public, it's a different environment. Yeah. But yet, I have always remembered to take my place. Because what is the place that God has made in me? That's it. So when it comes to my faith, it's, it's the, uh, the opportunity for me to be authentic, loyal, true to God. Yeah. And God is everywhere. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we, 
people tend to forget that we do tend to become people, other people because of different environments or circumstances or occasions. Um, and I know, yeah, I'm, I can attest that mom used to always say that, that the way you are out there is the way you are here at the house. And I think for me, that's always something that I've always wanted to do, but it was always so difficult to do, personally. And I'll try to find ways to see, okay, how can I, the way I am out there, how can I bring it here? Because I think that's the bigger, bigger transition is either to bring it back home or to actually take it out to, to the world. Um, <clears throat> but on how it forces you to really look deeply, am I staying true to who I am? and to whose I am. That's always the big question um, that I think people have to ask because it, we, we tend to forget in this busy world to forget who we are. Because at work, you're somebody. You're this, or you're your job occupation, or you're your strength or your skill. Right. And almost you're not, even, you're not even your name sometimes. And we go to friends or your so-and-so, you know, and so forth and so forth that really we kind of and I, I never liked it, but we've started to develop this uh, culture of labels where you're a label, whether you like it or not, or you're a statistic, especially now more than ever. You're a statistic. Yeah. And we've yeah. forgotten that, no, no, no. We have a name and we have purpose. And we have someone who we call father. Good. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and as a matter of fact, that's why when, when your mom and I, we started to... Uh, put together our foundation of what we wanted and what we wanted to create out of our own family and what we worked so hard on having. Uh, one of the things that I, you know, I pretty much went, went along with it uh, and very proudly was she gave all of you your names. Okay. And, and as you know, uh, Carlos means strong. Rene means peace. So we have a strong peace in who I am. Not who I need to be, not who I want to be, but who I am. And that I am is the God in me. It's the God in me. Yeah. Okay? So I have to take it to heart. And, and, and of course, you know, the world of conditioning, just that environment itself makes a difference. And, and you were just saying that right now. When I was working for... Um, the eye doctor that I was working for. At first, it was Perfect Vision Optical, and then it was Laredo Eye Associates. But you know, m my dear friend, Dr. Max Friedman, uh, still a, a tremendous dear friend of mine. Uh, he was my boss, but we were able to have a certain friendship that you know we would help each other. I would try to always be not not just an employee, but more than that, to be able to help that business and. He was taking care of so many people, especially with their eyesight. But the environment of working with him under the optical business, the optical business was from Monday through Saturday. And the most busiest day happened to be Saturday. Okay? Either downtown on the, on the corner um, of Grant and Flores, Caddy Corner to Plaza San, San Agustin, uh, either from there or over at, at Hillside, you know. Um, Monday through Saturday, that was the environment. That was the take-in of working there. Then when working for the church, forget it. That was a weekend thing. The number one heaviest day was Sunday, right? Yeah. However, working for, for, for the church as far as Holy Redeemer, 
everything was geared to prepare for the Sunday because that was the biggest day there at the church. Working for the Dice of Laredo, well, it's the same thing because there were all days were important because they were leading all up to the to the celebration of the weekend, especially the day of the Lord, which is Sunday. So once again, we were among that same system that you would prepare for the weekend, you would prepare for the Sunday. Totally the opposite of the other environment for 16 years because you didn't work on Sundays. We never did, okay? So now here, you're working for Sundays, you're working with the day of the Lord. Now we go into the world of education, and in the world of education, it's it's a it's a Monday to Friday thing. Occasionally, you're working on Saturday because of whatever special event, but you don't work on Sundays. Okay, yet you prepare for on Sundays for the week. Okay, now it, it's a different experience. Okay, working Monday through Saturday with with the business and the optical and and the health was actually one every day. You know, go at it, and then. Uh, the, the other 16 years working for the for the church and, and being able to reach out to more families, uh, you didn't have almost a normal schedule. It was almost a 24-hour thing, okay? And then working for the school, I have to say that I, I knew this system because I, I saw it in your mom. She forever was working for, for the school system. And one of the things that, that I have to really criticize about the, the world of education is that, you know, People in, in the world of education, they get stereotyped on, um, if it's Monday, it's gloomy Monday, it's Monday, yeah. okay? Yeah. You're going back to school, oh, it's Monday, the beginning of the week. And then they make a big issue because Wednesday, it's hump day. We're almost there, it's almost Friday, you know? And I said, school, so what? Yeah. Okay, to me, it was, I came from two different worlds, okay? This is ridiculous. To me, it was like, this this idea is kind of sick, right? Yeah. And then fr Friday was there, and nowadays they even changed the name. It's no longer Friday. Now it's what? Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Like, oh, come on. Yeah, get get yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah. The weekend is here. Like, so what? To me, the weekend is more busy than the week itself, okay? So, you know, I, I started to see all those things, and then... Uh, here comes Sunday and Sunday night and it's already dragging because Monday's coming back and here comes another cycle like that yeah. And it's kind of weird living in that type of conditioning that type of mentality. It, it's, it's, it's hard and you it's, know? It, Well, I'm glad you mentioned it because yeah, I've taken it to the topic. So obviously I've been a teacher for three years now Wow yeah. <laughs> I know, I just never thought about it just till now um, And that's the same and it's and it's frustrating frustrating because it does rub off, rub off on you. Like that mindset, that uh, idea that Mondays have to be gloomy and we get ready and excited for the weekend. But it it's not a healthy thing to be exposed to. Not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm totally against it. Because I think at the end of the day, it's what you put into each day that makes that day either fun or purposeful or great but because you have the mindset of the sigma of having gloomy Mondays you know no one likes Mondays and it's and it's it was so interesting that I've just started to see more and more posts about how much people really dislike Monday with a passion and it's like get these all you know it's the beginning of the week mm -hmm. it's the beginning of something okay no yet we, we see it as a drag to start something so when it comes to living your moment or living your, your present, uh, 
it, it, it has a bad influence already. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Carlos René cannot be, you know, part of that current. Yeah. Because it's against even my own nature itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, there's some days that I didn't it necessarily need to be Monday. Some days, uh, health-wise, it, we're not all there. Mm-hmm. Or, or sometimes there's worries now. There's concerns. There's all these things. But um, we do get kind of caught up with the environment of what's going on. Um, right now, with all these things, with the pandemic, ever since March up until the present, you've had a whole bunch of different emotions got you know mixed up mm-hmm. at the same time and you 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 feel them so all of those things this people behavior has actually influenced the way how to even motivate ourselves or how to act yeah. okay now it's dangerous because it does impact your faith yes it does impact how much you love god and how you're going to respond to that love of god mm-hmm. how you're going to share this love to others yet it's the same god Okay, should be the same relationship. Just, I'm still me. I'm still Carlos Sene. You know, things have impacted in my life already. Yes, but it, I'm still who I am, and I continue to be in that. So even if the influence affects your mood, even if the human impact of whatever is going on physically, your environment has been changing, you have your own ways of who you are. Don't you forget that. And that's why in living your moment and having this faith is that you got to have this trust with God. Yeah. And I think once you do that, you're able to really pan out the type of attitude you're supposed to have for each day based on how He created it. Because, you know, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, you know, we don't have to have a gloomy Monday. It's, it's an opportunity, like you said, it's an opportunity to start something great. And I, I like to really just... Ex- really harp on that with with the students yeah do we get excited for weekends yeah anyone does but i think what i'm trying to do now at least me personally is you know monday's a kickoff of, of a different session of a new session of a new lesson of a new new something so there's always something new to look forward to and there's always something to chase you know and so for me it's been you know you hear that that phrase that famous phrase okay what would jesus do well how would he react do you think he got up on monday morning and like, oh it's a monday we gotta do you know, no, it, it was the daily being in the moment of needing to do what is right at this particular time, you know. And so it, I would just challenge, you know, those who are listening and change your week to change your Mondays. And not just Monday, but t- change your Tuesdays, change your Wednesdays. And in fact, if you want to create a, a particular uh, schedule of what to get excited about each and every day just to get you through the day if you have to, then do it. To have one thing to look forward to every day to make sure that no day is a gloomy day. Now, of course, do things happen at work that don't that we don't like or whatever the case is? Yes, do we have people that we encounter or like, ah, oh. but at the end of the day, you control what you feel and how you react to it. And so with this faith of yours, remember who you are and whose you are so that you can attack, I love this, and I'm gonna bring back uh, our former head coach with the Niners, Jim Harbaugh. He says, attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I remember that. Yeah. I love that. And he would harp on it every day, every day, every day. Attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I just think it's a really awesome, you know, uh, recipe for just making each day great. And, and when it comes exactly to that type of um, attitude, 
for that type of, you know, and, and the word attitude. Uh, that's something that with the, uh, with the parents, uh, with a cucharita and all these things that I've been able to, to grow with them. You know, on the cucharita, the number one class of the cucharita, it brings us to the famous understanding of uh, green smiles. Okay, and you say green smiles, it's like, what are you talking about? Well, first of all, green, the color green has a lot of a lot of goodness. It has a lot of gift. It has a lot of, you know, it's nature, it's hope. You know, it has a lot of good things about the green. Uh, it does have some elements that, you know, are concerning that are not, you know, uh, not as good. But uh, the envy is there, the jealousy is there. Uh, but at the same time, a smile, a smile to, to understand the weight of it, the gravity of it, you must understand, first of all, the attitude, the attitude. So when you spell out the attitude, the, the word attitude, and you give each letter its proper number, like for example, the A is, is number one, okay? And, and, and if you were to do all the alphabet and you give uh, each letter of the alphabet its number, um, how many how many numbers do we have in the alphabet? How many alphabet? 26. 26. So from 1 to 26, okay? So if we were to do um, the, the attitude, and then we give each um, letter its number, if you were to add the numbers in attitude, you will equal 100. And that's exactly what you got to give every time you have attitude. You got to give it your 100%. As a matter of fact, you know, faith has to be 100%. You got to pick, pick it up and put it up high. All right. So attitude, you know, in sports, you guys, in band, in anything, you know, they, the band director, the coach, you know, they're going to tell you, I need your 100% attitude on this one. Okay. Because the whole dedication, who you are, has to be there. So when it comes to the attitude in the Cucharita, we understand it's 100%. Well, you do the same thing uh, for sonrisa, the word sonrisa, una sonrisa, que lo que vale. When you give each letter its number and you total it, it's 95. Just the smile itself, la sonrisa en español, es el 95. So it only takes 5%, 5% effort. And when you have a 95% power of a smile it changes everything yeah. you know any, anywhere you go anywhere that you need service that you're gonna go to a teller you're gonna go to somebody that uh, has to render some service for you and if that person gives you a smile it changes everything mm-hmm. but if you get to that person and that person never smiles and just says you know good morning or buenas noches you know it's like really Okay, but even just a smile without saying anything, it changes everything. That's the power of the smile. Yeah. So when it comes to the environment like this, you know, yes, we have a whole bunch of different, you know, negative challenges that we face constantly, even in our present, in our moment. Yet, like you were saying before, we have to give it our all. We have to give it a who we are. And when we do that, you're picking up that spirituality of your faith in God and have God take care of that yeah. or introduce him to what you're doing and I think that's one thing that we have to really uh, realize that how much potential we have and power that we have because of what's been given to us St. Teresa of Calcutta uh, St. Mother Teresa she says every time you smile at someone it is an action of love a gift to that person a beautiful thing and that peace 
begins with a smile. And it's all it takes, you know, to really make someone's day. And she also says how never let anyone come to you without leaving happier. So there has to be an interaction of a smile in there in order for you to fulfill that. And so I just think it's one thing that we have to go, you know, get back to the basics of just being genuine to who we really are and whose we really are. And I would say the best way to do that, and, and this is an insight for a lot a lot of us, how can I focus on my present? How can I focus on my moment? Well, how can I focus on Carlos Chene? Well, if I'm going to allow the environment to influence me, I got to do it so that he can help Carlos Chene. Not to bring him down, but to bring him up. Now, there's five different, what we call, spiritual elements. Okay? And if we can associate the first one with earth, Wow. Porque pisa la tierra. Okay? Stand firm on what you believe. Okay? You're going to walk this earth. You're going to walk this earth, this dirt that we have underneath our souls. Okay? So it's part of what God has created there. We, The second element is, is air. From there we take oxygen. From there we are breathing right now. And right now, even with, <laughs> with a face mask, it, it is challenging. You still have that opportunity, and, and, and you have the, the power really to enjoy. Everybody has gone through this. What happens when you remove that mask after wearing it for a while? Ah, oh, there's a release. There's there's something pleasant. There's something that your body's saying, yeah. Yeah, and it's weird that you mentioned just before. I don't want to cut you off. But how much we maybe took it for granted? Yes. Because now this element of air is precious because there's a limitation on it because of protection, not only for, for ourselves, but especially for others. Then we also have the other element of water, okay? Water is right now, wash your hands, you know? It's a protection. It uses the soap and water, but the water there, it, 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 once again, is the element of life itself, okay? Um, Even uh, when we take a shower, we feel different, okay? So the, the water is also another very important element that we need to focus on being as a spiritual experience. Fire, okay? Fire, it, not necessarily on, on a burning of things, but the fire to be able to have that warmth, okay? Um, we see a candle and, and, and it, draws, it draws us to that flame. And if we want to meditate on it, just look at it, stare at it, and see how it moves. You will find out that it never has the same movement. Why? Because the element around it, the air, makes a difference. Okay? It affects. So if the air affects that fire, it has to also affect us. And finally, after we've gone through the earth, through the air, through the water, through the fire, we have the spirit itself. And that is the most challenging of them all because the other four, you can see them. But the spirit, you can't. Okay? You can sense it. Okay? Know that exists. But you can't touch it. You can't use any of the human uh, senses to be able to identify it. Okay? But it is there. Right? It is there. And God is there. So that's the strongest one 
to be able to see and answer that question, how is your faith? And it's interesting how it's been told and it's been mentioned that even the spirit is more real than the tangible things that we've seen, that we feel, you know? And it's just about being able to tap into that and to see and realize and recognize um, how we were made, you know, in God's image and likeness, both physically and spiritually because of our bodies and because of our souls. And how that we have, I think sometimes it's so easy to just separate the two. Whereas now I think it's more more important more than ever to recognize the two and be able to walk and move forward with the two, you know, because it's only then that we'll realize everything that's around us to help us live this particular moment. And, you know, because we also talked about it, you know, I told my students, like, you're living your life today for a particular reason. In the midst of this pandemic, you were chosen to live in this particular moment. What are you going to do with it? Are we going to just complain and whine? Or are we going to really do what we can and with what we can to make it the best possible um, life as, as we could? You know, despite our limitations, despite what's going on in the world, um, how are you going to make today great for you in a way that, um, that we need to? Because I think sometimes, you know, yeah, it is. We do get caught up with all these things. But at the end of the day, if we recognize all the elements, and especially the Spirit, and we recognize God in us, if God is for us, who is against? Right. And, and then keep the notion that in God, as we know it in our faith, in our Catholic faith, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And yes, there is that beautiful relationship between the Father and the Son, but it is the, it is the Spirit that holds them together. Okay? And in that relationship, you know, it also applies to, to each one of us. Because just as we know in our faith there's three persons or three relationships in one God, same thing happens with us. It's me, myself, and I. And yet, we might be different when I act as me. I might be acting different as myself. Yet, I can be different as well when it's I. Yet, it's still all three is Carlos Janek. And, and we have to understand that as we also have these three potentials in us, we need to always remember that in my case, Carlos Ene has to be in me. Carlos Ene has to be in myself. Carlos Ene has to be in I. And in doing so, it makes me aware of who I, not necessarily need to be, who I am. And it's that God once again is that spirit once again making you stronger into who you are all the time. Doesn't matter the environment. Doesn't matter the conditioning. Okay. That is awesome. And I really like the way you, you, you coined it because I think now it, it gives an opportunity to um, I don't I don't want to use challenge although maybe I, I, I will <laughs> but it's challenge and it's also an invitation to discover who are you. Just take a step back you know, in the midst of this busyness of the world, just to stop and to ponder, who are you? Um, I would even go further. What does your name mean? You know, because again, you are no mistake. You are here for a purpose, and whether you like it or not, whether you think it or not, whether you believe it or not, you have an influence in everything and everyone around you. 
that really, uh, and then speaking in faith terms, we are all part of the mystical body of Christ. So anything that we do, anything that we think, affects the entire mystical body of Christ, right? And so we have to really look deep into ourselves and see, who am I? I'm loved. I'm the Father's. And I'm here for a reason. And so that's my invitation. Um, just ponder, who are you? Figure out what your name is, what your name means, and then go from there. And remember that um, you are never alone. Ever. God is always with you. Always. That we fail to recognize that, that's besides the point. But it's so wonderful, it's so powerful when you recognize that He is there. And even in the darkness moment, um, you see His presence, uh, you, you sense His presence, because it's more than just a feeling, it's a reality of that. So allow yourself to be loved by God. That would be the, the number one thing that we ask you to, to be. Let yourself be loved. And in turn, extend that love to all those who are with you. Right. So any closing thoughts? I think that was a nice close-up. But anything else you would like to ask before we close? Well, in closing, I just want for you to... Don't have the environment control you. Woo! You control your environment by being who you are. Who you ought to be who, has, who God That's has created in you. Okay? And instead of being you conditioned by whatever surrounds you, you be the condition of what God wants for everybody else. Okay, You be the voice of God. You be the presence of God. You be the love of God. Because God has created in you Himself. And don't you forget that. You're never alone. St. Therese of Avila says that we God has no hands but ours. He has no feet but ours. And so be Christ-like to everybody else and be who you ought to be and St. Catherine Siena if you are who you are meant to be you will set the world on fire that's right with that being said from us hopefully you enjoyed today's podcast we stay tuned for for more um, we do apologize for any setback but that's why we're here because I think even us we also need a um, a uh, reality check that we also need to come back to these basics and really turn to God and really rediscover who we are and what the purpose of this podcast is as well. And so, with that being said, don't be afraid to rediscover who you are and whose you are. And again, don't let the environment condition you. You condition the environment. You put your foot out and say, this is who I am. This is who God wants me to be and be Christ to the world. Amen? Amen. Thank you.